Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the second podcast. We posted the first one yesterday, along with our update. We are your heartily millennials. My name's Adam Hansen. And I am Matthew Lynn. And we are young, dumb, and full of... Opinions. Hell yeah, we Woo! are. <laughs> uh, so, Adam, how are you feeling today, man? Dude, I'm, it's kind of surreal. We've... <laughs> Like we've put in a lot of work into this the past few months and to have the kind of successful launch that we did. Guys, it was phenomenal. Yeah. We we surpassed all expectations on our launch. Uh, the last time we checked, guys, the update video had over 200 views on it, which is out of this world. We don't even know 200 people. Yeah, uh, we we were honestly just expecting we would have been happy with thirty views. We would have been like, yeah, we got that thirty views. That would have been high, high end. Yeah, it's just you guys are so excited about it, and it's making us excited. Yeah, uh, we just appreciate it, guys. Thank you. That's the crazy thing. There were so many. There were people who were excited about this before we even had any content up. People just liked the idea. A lot of people just honestly liked the name. The name is, it's pretty solid, isn't it? People just heard the name and they're like, oh, <laughs> what is that? Well, let us tell you. You know what? No. Let us show you. Oh, man, it's crazy. Um, my, <laughs> this is funny. So I have a niece and a nephew that live far away from where I do. But we keep in touch. And they called me yesterday. And they were just going nuts, man. They were like, uncle, uncle. We're we're flipping out right now because you're a YouTuber now, and and we want to be YouTubers. So, a little context: they're like twelve and ten, right? Right. So my sister has been telling them for the past year or two um, that you can't make a living doing YouTube because they, of course, they want to grow up and be YouTubers, right? right. So they're not even focused on anything else. And uh, so my sister was like, thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Matthew. Uh, you had to go out and start a YouTube channel, didn't you? Oh, man. So that was funny. I enjoyed that. People people don't... There are people out there like uh, that, though, who don't feel that this is a legitimate job, a legitimate career path. I mean, come on. It's kind of out of the ordinary. Well, so, at least for us, how we grew up, it was, anymore, it's... It's oh not yeah, really there, that crazy. there are just as you said, there are people growing up now who, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up, Jimmy? Oh, well, I want to be a YouTube star. I want to be an internet personality. That's that's yeah. a very plausible thing to want to be. You know what's funny is the kids hardly talk about Hollywood anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, so often it's they want to be a YouTuber, a, YouTuber, a, tw a Twitch streamer. Twitch, you know streamer. that one's really cool too. None of them want to be like an actress. Or a star in the movies. Like, no. that's old school now, man. We're, we're the age of Netflix now, man. We're the age of internet streaming and Netflix and yeah. all of those things. Isn't that crazy? It's like everyone's an actor now. Well, the thing with, like, media and movies is they're like books now, right? At one point, because you couldn't, you know, there was no printing press at one point. So, right. like, books were like a, you know, a commodity you had when you had them. You had to handwrite a lot of them. So when the printing press was invented, you know, books blew up and people, there were famous authors, you know, things like right. that. Well, now what are books? Books are, you know, there's millions upon millions, billions even of books. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. You know, so it's... You're Everyone never going, can be an author. Yeah, anybody can be an author. And so we're just reached that point in the film industry now where at one point it was very fresh. Not a lot of people knew how to do it. So if you got involved in it, it was rather easy because you just had to have the smallest knowledge because it was right. growing. It was a growing industry. And now it's reached the point that books did and it's diluted industry. There's millions of movies out there. You'll so never watch many. them. And anybody can really do it now because we have phones that can shoot in 4K and you can buy adapters for putting lenses on your phone. So it's, it's the technology. As yes. the technology advances, Absolutely. it becomes easier to get into it and we create a new industry. And the new books and the new movies right now is this new media, the internet industry. That's what it oh, is. It's super exciting. Dude. So I wanted to jump on on this while it was in its early stages much like when the printing press was invented and the video camera was invented and be like all right well this is another one of those times so if you want to jump on it so with that being said do you think i mean this is all speculation who knows the future but do you think that like it will continue being youtube i know it's a little bit of a, of a, of a 
itchy issue. You know what I mean? I know some people have different views on YouTube and how it's how it's kind of conducted itself and done things in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, this is this is kind of just I mean, that's how it works. You know, right now it's YouTube because there's there's nothing else. Plus, plus I think you have we have to stop looking at it as like YouTube creates its own content, but I don't know how to describe it because it's kind of its new media and the internet is kind of its own thing at this point because you have YouTube that creates its own content, but it also allows people to post content on YouTube and YouTube doesn't market it as their content per se. Well, it's not like Netflix where Netflix, you have originals from them that they actually produce and make. Whereas YouTube is like a platform. Right. Well, and that's kind of the difference with like when the film industry was first coming up because you had these different studios that were putting out just that their content that was, oh, this is obviously a Paramount movie. This is obviously this. Warner Brothers. Whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. And, and they do it now in the sense to where like they buy other things. Right. So when you think of Harry Potter or the DC universe, you think of Warner Brothers because they own it. Marvel, you think of Disney because they own it. Oh, Disney. Yeah. Those guys are <sighs> phenomenal. They're, they're the ones that, and they weren't even around at the very start of the film. Oh. They're going to be the hardest ones for us to take over. Yeah. Quite honestly. Disney, I'm a little afraid of them. But at the same, <laughs> well, Disney's, Disney's always been very good at getting involved in whatever the new kind of media outlet is. Yes. Because and they tried to do it with new media also with PewDiePie. I am not sure on all the details, but I know with I've PewDiePie, heard a little about that in the past. And for, I, I didn't follow it too closely. Yeah. For those who don't know, PewDiePie is the number one subscribed yeah. channel. Just on in YouTube. case you don't know. Yeah. Yeah, he's the king. He he's he has like seventy three million subscribers. He's not even the king. He's the emperor. Yeah. He literally YouTube is his empire, mm-hmm. and he resides over it all. And he's. Shout out, by the way, bro. <laughs> yeah, shout out. Love to out. have you on one day. But yeah, go go check out his stuff. Uh, you you'll you'll be you'll in, have opinions. You'll for have sure. opinions about it for sure. But anyways, but Disney, I know there was some controversy where Disney wanted to strike a deal with PewDiePie to basically kind of make him a subsidiary of Disney in okay. some way, shape, or form. Which I mean, it would man, make that's s- a hell of a deal. It would make that's sense to go to PewDiePie, like go to the one who's the number one subscribed user. Sure. But there, anyways, there was a controversy. They broke things off with him. The point is that Disney keeps trying to get involved with new things. It was like when Star. That's why they bought Star Wars. Like we can franchise the shit out of this. They just bought Star Wars. That's they were like, yeah, we have some money laying around. What do we want to buy, guys? And then someone in the room was like, how about Star Wars? Like, yeah, okay, we and can get that. You got to imagine the exact, is that even for sale? Like, it, can we buy Star Wars? And right. they're like, fuck it, let's just try. And they did. And they did. Now, now they own it. Now they have Star Wars, they have Marvel. And the thing is. <laughs> they're like, let's let's just fucking buy Marvel. Just yeah, why not? Let's just buy it. But the thing is, you can't, <laughs> you can't even hate Disney for it. Because, oh, I love them. Because they buy this stuff and they make it into these great, like, pieces of stuff oh, yeah. Disney like the blows Marvel it out of the universe park. like that's all a Disney thing creating a Marvel universe like oh, yeah. it's wild they make a theme happen. park out of it you can visit yeah, they're, they're geniuses we all bow to them so what do you think will in this new age of media what do you think will happen with Disney do you think they'll eventually die because of it or do you think like what do you think will happen I think that someone's going to come around uh-huh. In the in the new media scene, and they're going to try to do something different with it. Okay. Um, they're probably going to take a step back and look a little bit more at the bigger picture of it all, and mm-hmm. try to incorporate that into it somehow. And I think that big studios like Disney and Warner Brothers and whatnot will see this new entity coming up, mm-hmm. and will try to mimic it and use that success so basically a new entity will come up they will create a new business model that the older businesses will will take on well and do you think disney will be able to mimic that process and thrive because of it or do you think oh yeah historically they always have been able to so why not why not yeah if i had to bet on anyone i i would probably bet on disney they're pretty good um, uh, yeah, I guess they'll, that would they'll make pay sense. respect to whatever it is. Yeah, but I mean, I guess the next natural step in that would be like I feel like Disney would either have to come up with a 
competing website for you to go against YouTube? Well, I'll also or they'd say they have to buy Google. <laughs> well, that's not going to happen. Google's um, much more expensive than Disney. It has money, I believe. So, oh, I kind of lost. Uh, I kind of lost it there, bro. I had a little something, something for you. Oh. And it just ran away from me. Well, we were talking about Disney okay. possibly buying it. Oh, I remember it now. Here it goes, guys. <laughs> it's hard to get old. So um, I will say that I don't think YouTube is the last step in new media platforming. I do think that someone will inevitably try to make something that competes with it. And I, I do think YouTube will probably be number one right. for a long, long time because uh, they have so much funding, dude. Come right. on. It's all yeah. about money. But I think there will be a, a, a number two that gets very popular. I think I think this new media and the internet and everything is going to evolve in a way that like we didn't even see coming. Oh, absolutely. Like, everything always does. Like everybody yeah, I, yeah, I guess that's true. Like everything that people think that new media could possibly become is like not going going to be what it becomes. But that's the exciting thing. That's why I wanted to get involved with it because I'm like Whatever it turns into, I want to be a part. I want to be there. Yeah, yes. I want to say I saw that and, part. And we want to take you guys there with us. Yeah, because why not bring some friends along, right? We want you to build it with us. You're you're literally helping us. You're just as much a part of this as we are, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But we're only small parts of this, really. We're just the voices. We, we really are. Yeah, <laughs> really. What do you think about it? But it's exciting, though. I. Let me tell you, man, I cannot wait to turn this bedroom into a studio. I'm getting so tired of all the eight crates. And we put this on, We you'll see this on a vlog later on, guys. But my bedroom right now is like only the corner of it is that really nice foam that you saw in our update video. And then there's just egg crates lining the rest of the <laughs> wall. forest of egg crates. And then we have three lights set up. We have another table in here. Then we have my queen-size bed with a dresser. So needless to say, it's a little cozy in it's, here. It's definitely cozy. Oh, we did learn one new thing today. Um, if you're ever going to shoot a podcast or any kind of footage in a room, don't turn the heater on. Oh, yes. For about 10 minutes before you start. Especially in my room. Um, because you will be shooting in the pits of hell after that. <laughs> it is so hot in here today, guys. And it's funny. I literally only had it on for a couple minutes, but my room is just oh, so fuck. well insulated. It feels like a dragon <laughs> sneezed in this bedroom and then walked out, and then we started shooting. So it's a little, it's very cozy right now, and here is what's happening. So I had a funny thought today while sitting on the couch, uh -huh. um, and I wanted to ask you about it here on the podcast, because okay. what better place? <clears throat> so the Hardly Millennials, you guys will see him in the vlogs too. We have a dog. We have a household dog. Yep. And he's an English bulldog, uh, and we love him. His name's Cowboy. His name's Mr. Cowboy, specifically, <laughs> yes. Uh, he also goes by Mr. Man. He will, he will come to that as well. So Cowboy loves to be touched and pet in yes. any way at all. Um, you could accidentally bump into him and he will love you. Mm -hmm. So it got me thinking, you know, so many animals love to be pet all the time. Right. And like humans don't really love to be pet all the time like that, right? It's kind of a thing. True. So what's so different about animals? And then I got to thinking, like what if they're just itchy all over their entire body all day long? And the only relief that they get, these poor things, is just when humans touch them, right? Like, it's <laughs> not they, about love or affection at all. They just want us to scratch their itch. And they just have to hope that you you get the right spot. Yeah, just for a minute. Uh, I mean, that's an interesting theory. But, like, why – like, for example, I feel like evolution for humans part of the reason why we evolved the way that we did and you, you can argue this with other you know primates also sure was so that we had the tools to be able to scratch ourselves well, right? we can scratch anywhere right so right. like the middle of our back but but that's what i'm saying so like why would an animal such as like a dog or a cat if if they evolved like i i i don't know what i'm trying to say like i just feel like they wouldn't evolve you think they don't itch not not in the same way. So they didn't need to evolve to scratch themselves? 
Yeah, or at least not itching the certain place. Because, like, you see animals, like, scratch themselves all the time. They'll do it by rubbing themselves on. So they do find ways around it. They'll rub themselves on the carpet. Maybe there's just nothing like five fingers, though. Like, just the way we... Because we can move each finger and really get in there. I think they look at it as, like, how we view massages. Massages? Massages? Yeah. (laughs) Messages. Messages. (laughs) Massages. Massages, guys. (laughs) Like, because we really enjoy, like, shoulder rubs and things like that and, you know, back massages that you'll get. Sure. And I feel like animals, that's what petting is to them. You're massaging them. And so it just feels good. Why wouldn't you want? If somebody just randomly came up to you and started massaging your shoulders, you'd be like, all right, cool. Would I? Would you? Would I? I I'm not sure that would be my re- Maybe instant not a, reaction. Not a stranger. I'm not talking about just a random guy. I feel like <laughs> that's what you said. To you. I feel like you're like if a stranger just walked up and started massaging no, your shoulders. No, no, no. Well, let me retract that statement. Okay, try again. And say, say if somebody you knew came up to you and just started massaging your shoulders. Like if I just walked up behind you one day and just started getting in there just giving you a free massage why the hell not people pay hundreds of dollars for that shit the things you learn about people at a podcast <laughs> i'm glad i'm good to know that just yeah massage so, my shoulders matthew i'm gonna have to just set the record straight that i don't think i would love that <laughs> um <laughs> yeah i don't think everyone feels you don't want a free that. massage what do you think guys what, what would you do if we just walked up and started massaging your shoulders leave in the cut. is somebody that okay you, if somebody you knew walked up to you and started just massaging you on the shoulder somebody you were comfortable with i feel like you'd just be like all right whatever yeah, animals you... animals are just comfortable with everybody so so then let's assume for a moment that animals are incredibly itchy okay, okay? and that Petting them is the only way that they can just scratch this itch for a moment. Okay. Okay. So that would mean that there's an entire spectrum of animals, most animals, that are wild, right? Right. And they don't live around humans. So are those animals just doomed to be itchy for for all of their days? No, because I feel like... (laughs) It would be terrible. Yeah, that would be terrible. (laughs) But I feel it just goes back to what I was saying earlier, that animals always find a way to itch themselves, you know, or to itch them. Do you itch a scratch or do you scratch an itch? You scratch an itch, right? I think the verb is scratching. Scratching. So they'll find a way to scratch themselves, like... Like, I think giant jungle cats are just kind of... Giant jungle cats? Yeah, like tigers and panthers will just, like, rub against tree trunks and shit like that. <laughs> they're come jungle, to, they're come cats. Come to Sri Lanka. See the giant jungle cats. <laughs> Isn't that essentially what they are? I've never heard them called that. <laughs> giant that sounds jungle great. cats. That sounds great. <laughs> Speaking of cats, um, on that spot, I had someone recently tell me, because me and Adam, we own cats. Um, we're those guys. Uh, we love them too. <laughs> They're great. I never thought I would be a cat owner. It's. I so never weird. thought I would get as attached to an animal as I have been to this particular cat. The cats are great, but a thing that I recently learned about cats is that they're the only domesticated house mm-hmm. pet who have been found to actually like. So if some crazy shit happens and you like die in your house, okay, mm-hmm. let's just put ourselves there for a moment so you're dead you're in your house great and you just fed your cat right before you died right like you're pouring the food in the bowl have a heart attack your brain explodes you're done right right so the cat will eat their food for like a day Uh uh-huh right but they won't eat all of it and before they are out of their own cat food they will actually begin to eat the human they'll eat you i've heard that and then when you're all gone they'll go back to their cat food it's like they don't want to run out of the good stuff I, I've heard that before. It's, what the hell's up with that? So it's because cats have been domesticated a lot. Uh, what's the correct verb? A lot less time than dogs have been Like a shorter amount of time. A shorter dogs. amount of time. Like like dogs trump all the animals as far as domestication. But, but cats are there, but they're still really behind dogs. So they haven't gotten to the we don't eat them part? Right. So what they've... <laughs> Not not necessarily that we don't because a dog will eventually if you died in your house and you had a dog a dog will eventually eat you also really yeah but what it is is like if you have a cat and a dog you 
your cat is going to start eating your carcass a lot sooner <laughs> than your dog is going to. Your dog will mourn for you. A cat will mourn for you. You know, in the cat's defense, if I was trapped in my house mm-hmm. and could not get out, <clears throat> would I not do the same thing, honestly? I would begin by eating the human food. Right. But before I ran out of human food, I would eat the cat. Oh, I mean, I'm sorry to say it, guys. I know it's horrible. I'd eat the cat. I would start it, by eating Adam's cat, if obviously. It, it, don't do that. Your cat's more meatier. Let's kill, she's let's kill your cat She's first. beauty. I love her. I love I'd eat my her. cat. I don't care. I'd eat we'll her. We'll just eat the dog first. Oh, cowboy goes first for sure. <laughs> he would be. There's a lot of muscle on that dog. Oh, though. and he's aged too. He's aged. That's terrible. We love all our pets, we, guys. We do, guys. We would never do we that. We promise. We just like to. We just like dark humor sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, the world's ending. Can't get out. My door's locked from the other side. I'm Ran doomed. Out of food. I'm eating the cat for sure. Tortoises too. Mm. I feel like if something like that happened, again hypothetically, if you're locked in your house, right, you couldn't get out. There was no way for your animals to get out or anything. You run out of food. Yeah. Like, I feel like you would have to eat your animal before you ran out of food because your animal would probably run out of food before you do. So if you waited well, you'd have you to do the math food. and eat them at the optimal fat <laughs> content point so you get the most the most bang for your buck. Of course. Oh, oh my gosh, we're horrible. But then doing <laughs> doing that math burns calories too. So now you're going backwards. So uh, oh, what a terrible situation. What is what a what a what a gray area. <laughs> <laughs> well, that won't be today, luckily. Oh today is not the day. Um, that should be the uh, title is... episode for this. Like, Today's not the day. Today's not the day. Or it's something about eating animals, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I recently, um, I was out in a social situation. And <clears throat> I tend to, I have this habit where anytime I do something, I like to tell everyone I know about it. Right. Okay. I just, I, I don't know. I like people to talk about the things I'm doing. Okay. It's, it's just a weird thing I have. So I was, I was out and I was talking about how I was reminiscing on being back in school. Okay. Okay. And I was talking about how I was in gate classes when I was in school. Mm-hmm. And the person I was with just Wait, what are what are gate classes? Oh, so gate, I don't remember what it stood for, but it was like advanced classes, right? Oh, so like okay. you would go to school and then you get pulled out for a few hours and you'd go with like 12 other kids and you were oh. like the cream of the crop of the school and you got to go to like this special class, right? Okay, we had those too, but we called it something different. But go Whatever. On. So the person I was with just looked at me and was like, of course, Matthew, of course you were in gate classes. Tell me more about it. Right. You know? And so I did. And I just started to remember all these really fun, like, projects we used to do in gate class. So, like, I still remember the teacher and everything. She was Miss Ballesteros. She was great. She's great. And I don't even remember if that was actually her name. I might be saying it wrong. But <laughs> what a fun name if it was. I was in, like, fourth grade, and girls still had cooties, uh-huh. but not Miss B. <laughs> she was so beautiful. It was, like, my first crush. It was Aww. great. And... um we went to class, and one day, she was up at front, and it was me and, like, the six other kids, and we always got made fun of. It was actually, at the time, it was horrible to be part of Gate, right. because you just got chastised by, chastised by all the other kids, right? hmm So I would go, and she told us this one day that we were going to be making paper. Okay. 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 So she had all these buckets with this water and these, like, screens with, like... Two by fours and then this. screen in between it and all these like pal like mallets, yeah, right? I did this project. And she was like, We're literally You're making like parchment, right? It was like a more of a parchment. It was like a right? thick, like like cotton. Had a little paper like sprinkles and stuff. Bro, we yeah. literally sat there all day and we shaved wood into and then we like soaked it in water to make it pulp. And then you mm-hmm. just beat the shit out of this pulp right. for hours, right? And then you run it through all these different screens and uh-huh. you beat the shit out of it. So when you run it through and when you're all done, you take like an entire two by four, a whole fucking thing, and you turn it into like one little four by six sheet of paper. It's yep. crazy. I had one of those. <laughs> and then, of course, you draw something on it, right? We we like made, we did this whole thing and it actually wasn't for school. It was like kids corner, which was like the after school babysitting 
program thing in my oh, elementary yeah, I remember school. Those. And we made we did that where you did this, you made paper, and then I think Mother's Day or something was coming up. So it was like we all chose like a poem for our moms. Oh, how cute. I bet your mom still has it. The, oh yeah, I bet she does. She has so she actually has all of my old school projects. Really like in yeah, a box. Somewhere. We have this tub in the in our uh, hallway closet that's just sat there for years. Oh, just that's years. adorable, Adam. And so, yeah, sometimes I'll go through it. Like, I'll be looking for something, and I'll be like, ooh, I'm going to go through this today. And I remember, till this day, what my the very first project I ever did in school, ever. And it was in, it was in kindergarten, obviously. And it was, you took an A-carton, and you cut off, like, one of the lines of the acorn, and you made it into a caterpillar. So you painted it. Oh, that's and so it, cute. You, like, fold it over each other? No, you don't even fold it over each other. You just use other. that just as, like, the, the legs. Yeah, it's Aww. just, like, the line. Yeah, and then so you could put you put little pipe cleaner-like feelers on it. and Bro, that's amazing. Yeah. They had They had us decorating rocks and shit in my school. Oh, we did we stuff had like that funding. also. Did you ever have one of those trucks, like those like art trucks come to your school and like they would take a class into it and you would do like a special art project that would take a few days? No, that sounds amazing though. So our school did that, but it was only for like the sixth graders. So the sixth graders are the only ones who got to participate in this. Assholes, why are yeah. they the only ones? I don't know. Fuck. But it's funny. So we did this thing where they paired you up with somebody in class and you went outside and you took this picture you know just base the you know a selfie or something right right Before there was no such thing as selfies, selfies back yeah. then but yeah we get it but so you <laughs> did that and then you went inside and then they were showing you how to make like 3d pictures now 3d in the sense of you put yourself into this computer program and then you can color different parts of it and put different little stickers and there like that different colors yeah and then <laughs> you saw paint well th- that's, <laughs> so that's the funny part because then you put on the you put on 3d glasses and then it was like you look at it and you know different oh that's fucking awesome dude yeah you went to a cool school uh, um, yeah my school didn't have that shit Argu- arguably but we would then have uh i think back to it now and i'm like oh they were just having us use photoshop like that was just like an early it was just, photoshop. It was just like an early stage of photoshop that yeah, these like 16 year old kids would go around to elementary schools and be like this is photoshop <laughs> here's we how, had to do this here's how to make your hands become 3d it's still cool whatever yeah, I had a good time. So my elementary school was very conveniently located um, just a few doors down to the fire department. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were like right there on the same street. So my school would just cheese it every year and just invite the fire department. So we always had fire trucks there. They would always come and like put the gear on us. Cause it was a small uh, town, dude. There was no fires going on. They had nothing to do. Right. So they would just come and entertain us. And I remember like towards the end of elementary school, fourth or fifth grade, they actually built like this trailer that they would tow on the back of the fire truck. Mm-hmm. And it was big, dude. It was a big fucking trailer. Okay. Um, talking like maybe 20 feet long and six feet wide. Like this thing is huge. Right. And what they did is they, on the inside of it was like a few rooms that they built. There was like a bed, like a bedroom, like a little kitchen buildup, like a hallway kind of thing. And they would fill this bitch with smoke, all right? And then they would take these elementary school kids, and they'd be like, all right, make your way through it now. We're going to show you what it's like to be in a house filled oh, with smoke. that's fun. All right? It was badass, dude. <laughs> so, of course, the first thing they asked, they're like, does anybody have asthma? And they don't, because the thing is with kids, if you tell them, like, we have this amazing, incredible prize for you, all right? And you're seconds away from being a part of it. But you can't be in it if you have asthma. Right. All the kids will lie. They'll be like, no, I'm fine. I can breathe just fine. So before they got there, they told us, they were like, they, well, they didn't. They didn't tell us anything about it. And they're like, does anyone here have asthma? So, of course, all the kids who have it are like, me, me, because they want to get talked about. Right? right. Well, the teachers fooled them. They're like, okay, all you asthma kids, you go stand over there. They, like, oh, they like segregated the asthma no. kids. And they're like, everyone else, get ready for the best day of your life. Oh, it was man. great. So like all the asthma kids got to like have recess all day, which they can't really enjoy because they have asthma anyway. Right. It was it was pretty terrible. Right. And all the other kids, who was me, uh, got to go run through the fun house of smoke. 
And at the time, you know, and then they get made fun of. So at the time, it was funny. But now looking back, I'm like, what a terrible thing the teachers did to those poor kids. I mean, <laughs> I guess you really don't have a choice. Nobody wants a lawsuit on their hands. Well, no. Right? Dude, this thing was cool, though. It was legit like you were in a smoky house. Like you had to get down on the floor and crawl and shit. See, they never did stuff like that with us, but I, I do remember several times the fire department. I think, again, this was the kids' corner thing I was at. And a few times the fire department would show up during uh, the hotter seasons. And then we'd all be out there. We had this giant, like, basketball court with, like, several, you know, hoops down Oh, it. yeah, yeah. And the fire department would come and they'd be standing on the opposite end of the basketball court and then they'd take their hose they'd hook it up to the fire hydrant no way and then they would just do it like straight in the air and then it would just fall and basically down. cover the entire court oh that's super and so cool so we little kids are just running around barefoot they're like oh my gosh it's water that's <laughs> I mean, badass just having a grand old time but yeah we used to do a lot of cool it'd be funny things. if they just like accidentally for a second one of the firefighters like watch this guys and like aimed it down and just blew all you guys off the fucking oh, basketball court that was like whoops that's called a lawsuit <laughs> yeah no, you can't do that to people it's not nice could especially not do that these days everybody's so sue happy anymore <laughs> just sneeze just come in and be like achoo, and just <laughs> blow like six kids off the court sorry guys <laughs> my mistake that's terrible no man, I, I had a like thinking back. I I had a pretty good time during my school years. You know, I never. I, I guess I'm one of the lucky ones where it's like. I mean, I was bullied a little bit, you know, through the Were years. You? But oh yeah, really, a little bit. You grew up to be pretty gorgeous. Jokes well, on them. Well, thank you. Well, I think a lot of it was I was always just just like a little more stockier than like your average person. You're a fat kid. You know? No, I wasn't a fat kid. It's okay. But, we love you still, bro. You know, you could. No, well, I will say this. So during the years where I actually like recall being like bullied in any way, shape or form, like I was definitely not a fat kid. But during the periods where I was a fat kid, like. I, That's when you had it going on. Yeah, I had like nothing Your mojo happening. swelled with it. But, like, it was a crazy bully. But, like I said, I'm one of the lucky ones. I had a good time during my whole 12, year, 12 13 years of school. You know, even college I had a good time in. I, d- I didn't do the college thing. I jumped right into podcasting. <laughs> um, some said I was a fool. I'll, I'll let you make your own opinion about that. So, I do remember, though, that I was never bullied in school. No. I was always, strangely, and I don't even know why, I was always a cool kid. Mm-hmm. I was always, like, one of the popular kids. I was I was always popular also, but there were select few where I you know my personalities can be a little like feminine and flamboyant sometimes. Oh yeah, totally, bro. And so I always got like you know faggot or you're gay or duh, duh, this then the other oh, thing. Rude. But and they'd get angry at me because I would just basically agree with them. I just be like, <laughs> just I, take the fire. Like out I would, from yeah. Them. Like I would say something like, I'm I'm just gay for you. Like oh, shit like that or like yeah. bend over and I'll show you just how gay I am, you know, oh and, no, and nobody liked that. Well, no, so now you're just, turning it around. So, yeah. That. So now the, it just made them go harder and harder with it. And I'm somebody where it's like, if I absolutely have to fight, I will, but I'm still going to, going to try to avoid it at all costs. I don't like confrontation if I can help it. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of it. So, and I think people saw that also and were like, oh, well, I can poke him just a little bit more. And, you know, well, I can only take so many pokes. Right, right. <laughs> we all have a poke limit. We all have a poke limit. But no, just, just little though. things like that. that I, had, I had lots of things to get made fun of about, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, guys, you have to understand, I grew up, I have Tourette syndrome. Mm-hmm. So I grew up, I was the kid who twitched and tweaked and made noises. And it was so weird. No one ever made fun of me for it. I'm sure, well, now I'm on the internet. So I'm sure. Let it, let the insults well, rain. The, the, but the thing with, the thing with your Tourette syndrome, though, and this is just what I've noticed from living with you now and being around you as often as I have been is I think it's much more naturally noticeable to you than it is to everybody else. Because, because well, like I said, when I first met you, I didn't even know you had Tourette's syndrome. The only way I found out was because at that 
particular point you had a tick that was making a noise and that's the yeah. only reason why i knew but any but anything where it's just like like facial movements and little twitches you think I, that what you think oh he's just he's just stressed today i never noticed it really? it wasn't even like it wasn't even that i like noticed and thought it was something else like i How just crazy. did not notice so i've had a lot of people tell me that actually yeah and it's so weird because i notice it because right. like you know you see the world through like this frame that's your eyes right right and you're like you have all this stuff going on in your head. Everyone knows how it feels to be alive, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like hypersensitive to it. I can see it. And then when I see myself like on camera and stuff, I don't look at myself often. So I, I really notice it. But most people tell me, they're like, I, I didn't even know you had it, man. Yeah. How, did, get, you, how, did, how did that happen? If you had never told me or Justin had never told me, I would have been none the wiser. That you even had it. Well, cat's out of the bag, guys. <laughs> cat's out of the bag. Verified. Everyone knows now. <laughs> I am. I am a Tourette's kid. Yep. Yep. Oh man. So, but I never got made fun of for it, bro. It was. It was really cool. I always had a lot of friends. They were very supportive. You did well during the update, also. I didn't well, thank notice you. anything like thank during, you during the update or anything like that. I think that it's the power of the viewers. I think power, that's what it is. The more viewers we have, we're just going to cure you, Matthew. You guys need to view and like and subscribe to cure my Tourette's. That's what it is. I have seen. I have seen. Oh, we'll get. We'll get fallout for that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I have seen a few things though in regards to things like Tourette's syndrome or like stuttering or these other kind of things that people have. There was, there was this uh, TED talks I saw of this woman who had a super bad stutter. Oh, so yeah. so even during this TED talk, she's trying to talk and get her point out, but it just like da -da -da -da, like that yeah, every that, other that. word. But what she was trying to the whole point of the TED talk was, but when I play and sing music, I don't stutter at all oh, because weird. because okay. it was now she's actually the way that she described it is now she's like using a different part of her brain to create the music and to sing. Huh. So because of that, her stutter wasn't there. So maybe that's the case with a lot of these kind of syndromes. Maybe shoot where footage, it's not there. I'm using like a different you're, part. Yeah, you're focusing on so other things. What's hilarious that you bring up stutter. Um, so in high school, I was the Tourette's kid and my best friend um, actually had a really bad stutter. Mm. So I was twitchy and he was, he would stutter. We weren't called that, obviously, <laughs> but just I would had the act of twitching and he had the act of stuttering. And there was two things that was very interesting. He could say very <coughs> long me. words like mm -hmm. Mississippi, you know, conventional notation, whatever. Like he could say stuff like that. No problem. Right. But like, and the, for any of those like little words in between is what they got is what he got caught up on a lot. Interesting. Also, he could he could rap. Like he could he could make up his own raps and not stutter at all and he could sing raps that other people did. You know, like famous songs and stuff and he'd be fine. See, I think it's just because you're using a different part of your brain when you're trying to actively be creative. Yeah. And guys, and we we are pretty genuine like the update that you guys watched, we're pretty genuine on there, but there were things that we had to like script and make sure that we were doing correctly. Oh, yeah. And it's 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 a very it's much more of a creative process than I expected it to be. I had I thought we really thought that we could just get in front of a camera and shoot for 10 minutes and, and you it would know work. what and you know what we tried we tried that was attempt one guys and we realized we we it, it did not turn it out did well did not turn out well nope nope there is a huge amount of background work that goes into it but it's a lot of fun if you're into it it is a lot of fun well it's nice that we do have really supportive roommates too yeah which is very helpful i think a lot of creative people have a really good vision they might even have a really good brand mm -hmm. and maybe they even go as far as they get really good equipment yeah okay but maybe they're younger they still live with their parents or an aunt or something who has a different lifestyle going on it, like maybe you can't make noise in your house right. after 8 p.m mm -hmm. or maybe you know and i feel like so much creativity gets stifled because of circumstances like you have this wonderful idea, but you're not able to create it and show it to people. Right. And luckily for us, we find ourselves in a situation where we have what we think is a good idea. And we also have the freedom to build that idea at any time of the day. Yeah. You know? And so I think that our roommates are a big part of our success. I, I agree. I, I, I truly believe I got lucky uh, with, 
the roommate situation that I've been, I don't want to say stuck with, that I, I, I have stuck with. Um, like you guys, you guys, uh, will see him on the vlogs a little bit, but we live with uh, another gentleman who actually owns the house, uh, named Justin. And I've actually lived with Justin for like three, four years now. Oh yeah. You guys are almost married at this yeah, point. Almost married at this almost point, right? Married. But, uh, <laughs> we met in Los Angeles. I moved back to Arizona and then he moved here and now we, uh, have been living together for a while. And what we always tell people though, is just. The, the reason why we've remained roommates for so long is we it's just easy. It just works. As, as somebody who has had lived in a lot of places with a lot of different people, like, I mean, and you guys out there know it. We've all had issues with roommates if you've, if you've ever had roommates. So, so let me ask real quick on the point of issues and roommates. Mm -hmm. um, are there any techniques that you use in particular to keep those issues at bay? Or is it just supernatural? Like, did you just find a perfect... Person. I think it was just more natural. I just, really? Yeah. I just met somebody who just had the same, like, we're just laid back is really what it comes down to. And we don't get caught up on petty things. And after four years, like, everyone starts out laid back. It's like the well, honeymoon phase. I go into every single time I know I'm going to be living with somebody for a long period of time. I go into it knowing that at some point there is going to be an issue. So there's a technique right there. You, right. you have realistic expectations yes. about it. You yes. understand that. You know, live it up while we can in the mm -hmm. beginning, but it'll get to a point that's hard. Yeah, there. I mean, there was even a point I lived in an apartment with my brother, and I've you know lived at home with my parent or with my brother and my parents for you know years growing up. Right. But I knew that even though we were older and we were getting an apartment together, I knew at some point there was going to be some kind of issue. Just because when you're naturally when you're around somebody, as long as you are, there there just is. You know, but absolutely. But those are that's what creates stronger bonds between people and things also, because if you can move past those things and you know those things are going to get moved past, you know, it's you're fine. I feel like the expectations is one of the best ones mm -hmm. to, to work on, because I was going to say you know, the I've had a couple of roommates in my day uh, at apartments, at houses, and I've always found the best way to cope with it is everyone complains like, oh, my roommate ate my lunch, or right. oh, they they used my something, right? That's the worst thing. Roommates use your stuff all the time. Mm -hmm. So what I do is anything that's like really important to my soul, that like I, if you touch it, I'll be upset with you, I keep it in my room, there you right? Go. And like most roommates are pretty good about not just going right into your room, mm -hmm. usually. Um, but if it's in the kitchen, I just assume like it's for everyone. Right. It's free game. Don't put it in there unless you're willing to use to, to lose all of it. Right. So I would have said like that's my technique, but that really just comes back to the expectations. Well, and I I think that's a normal. I think that's a common technique that a lot of people use, and even with me and you guys, I use that. Like there, like I used to. Uh, like there are times where all of a sudden I'll find uh, like Justin will be wearing one of my like some a pair of my socks or something like that. Uh, Justin know? loves socks. But the thing is, there are times I can't get angry about it because I'm like, okay, well I did leave them on the floor in your room, so you know, free or game. yeah, or like yep. they did end up like I did just throw them in your laundry basket. So it's just like, all right, well that that's on me. I don't think that there's ever an instance we're getting mad at a roommate. Or a family member or just anyone in life. I, I don't think getting mad at someone ever actually helps the problem. No, it's all it's all about how you react to things. What I've found more recently mm -hmm. than not is that the thing people really love the most is positivity. Yes. Like you could be an idiot. You could be ugly. You could be dumb. You could be slow. You could be all the things that are terrible. Okay. But if you're just positive and you always say nice things to people, you always have something to contribute that mm -hmm. people want to hear, people will love you for it. Yep. They really will. That's all someone wants. I've learned people don't want advice in general. Uh, if they do ask for advice, they really just want encouragement. They really want you to tell them their idea is going to work. Well, what people really desire and I think just from what from my own experience is what's hard to come by is people really just need somebody to vent to yeah. they don't need, even necessarily need encouragement or advice from you they just need to make sure that what they're thinking is out there in the universe and make sure there's somebody who will listen to it well and how obnoxious is it when you say oh man I have 
this pro like I can't get Google to work. Right. You know what I mean? And then people tell you, oh, well, did you clear your cookies? Did you check your browser? Did you blah, blah, blah? Like, obviously, if it's the first thing that came to your mind, it was probably the first thing that came to my mind, too. Right. Like, yes, I've tried all the obvious things. Well, and a lot of the times... No one wants to hear that. Right. Well, and a lot of the times when people exclaim those things, all they're really doing is just letting... They're just trying to let people know, like, hey, I'm frustrated. Here's why. That's just the way that they happen toward it. People, Absolutely. People just want to vent. And, and we've seen it also with people that nobody's really going to do something unless they want to do it so a hundred percent so i truly believe that 98 percent of the time when you see somebody like if you give somebody advice and then all of a sudden they follow that advice they'll tell you they're following it because you gave them that advice but really it's something they already thought of and you just well that's the encouragement part that's you the just whole said, idea behind ahead. behind psychology mm -hmm. the science of psychology <clears throat> is you know reverse psychology uh all that so it's getting people to think your idea is their idea right and then they'll follow it with their whole heart mm -hmm. you know what i mean and I'm, I'm not very good at that but some people are super good at it, it, it you it's one of those things that has to be treated like an art and it's almost kind of like a shitty art because you can because you can well the art of shit but the thing is there's there's such a fine line between doing that and being like a manipulative asshole that's what i'm saying and yeah doing that and being and still being a, considered a kind-hearted person yeah it's tough i guess it's your intention right yeah if your intention is to like help people then you know, people are going to view it however they view it, but right. you'll feel better about it because you'll know that your intention was good. Right, exactly. You know, and there are people out there who I feel are, they feel that they're a very kind person because maybe they do a lot of kind things, but inside they're all doing it just so they can get something out of somebody later. Or And a lot of the times when that ends up showing, that can just like automatically change somebody's view about somebody doesn't matter if they were kind to them for six months but the second they take that kindness and they say well i've done this for you it's like okay well oh, well then it's no longer kindness yeah, it's now no it's kindness. now it's currency yeah exactly yeah, no that doesn't work it's so um i'm pretty confident that i know something you don't know uh, ooh, what do you know mm -hmm. well i didn't know it until a few days ago Ooh. and i've been on this earth for a good many years. Okay. So I thought I knew all the things I was ever going to know. <laughs> and then I learned something the other day. So I, I work at a local establishment where we live. And this, this particular establishment... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, ...serving water is a part of what I do. Okay. So I had a, a customer come in who was clearly from a foreign land somewhere. Okay. I didn't, I didn't know exactly where, but she clearly was not from around here. Right. Okay. Um so she comes up and she orders water so I give her a water like I normally would which involves putting ice in a cup and then pouring water over it putting a lid in a straw and handing it to them right sounds pretty typical right pretty simple she was not um, she wasn't into that at uh, all what that's not the way she wanted to do it what she so, just wanted water with no ice exactly oh she wanted just water in a cup no ice so my point here Adam Europe doesn't use ice the whole fucking thing doesn't use it. I'm basing that statement off of one encounter that I had with one individual in my own life. <laughs> she was from um, where was Hungary? Hungary? But, but Hungary? wait, did she did she actually tell you we do not use ice yes. where I come yeah, from? Yeah. So here I'll I'll finish because I kind of made a leap there. I yeah, guess. I was gonna say you so, made it sound like oh well, a foreigner didn't get ice in her water, so no Europeans no. use ice. Here's the thing. So she said she said where she's from. Pretty sure it was Hungary. Okay. I, I'm gonna. I think that's Eastern Europe. I'm pretty confident in that. Okay. Okay. She said it's. They don't put ice in their drinks. They have it at room temperature. If you want ice, you got to ask for it specifically. Oh, so it's not that they don't have ice. It's just. Oh, more, they have the technology. It's just more typical over there to get that yes, water. Yes, I think the whole globe can freeze water. I think everyone. I thought in that's the globe what you're saying. I thought you were saying it. that for some reason. They no, just no, 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 no. They have, have the, they have the technology. It's a cultural thing. They just don't put ice in their drink. They even soda, like just drinks, are room temperature. So interesting. As you guys learned in the first podcast, my mother was born and raised in France, uh -huh. right? So I asked her. I said, "Hey, mom, is this true?" 
okay, my mom's from Western Europe. So I was like, is this just a thing in all of Europe? And my mom was like, well, fuck yeah. You know, when I was a little girl, they didn't, you don't put ice in your drinks. So nowadays, okay, obviously they put ice in their drinks now. More right. common. But this is was more common like in the past. Right, right, right. You know, that she was like, no, you got to ask for ice specifically. It's It's weird to get ice in your drink. So that made me think the far East Europe, the far West Europe does it. So everyone in between must do it too. Yeah, I mean, when I when I try to think of it, I wonder if that's almost the way that these drinks are made to be drunk. Because when you think about it too, when you go to Walmart or something or Warm any kind Coca-Cola. of Coca-Cola, come on. But that but the thing is, if you go, that's what my point. If you go to a grocery store, they don't ever have the boxes of soda in the fridge. It's oh my a, god, you're right. It's always outside next always to the water. Yeah, it's always room temperature. I never put that together. Yeah. So it's like I wonder Are if Are we that's, all doing it wrong? Oh, well, America does like to be different in a lot of ways. Some good, some weird. <laughs> you just blew my mind, Adam. I always assumed they were at room temperature because you would need if there's too much. Like people buy so much soda every day. You got to no, have a whole I fucking think... aisle of it. But they have freezer aisles. Yeah, I was going to say, if they really wanted to, like, freeze... Uh, they make the beer cold. I was going to say, the beer yeah, in the they fridge. put 12 packs of beers and shit in a freezer. Oh, my God, we're doing it wrong. Yeah. So we have to go back and try all the sodas at room temperature and see what we've been missing. Oh, man. I get... That would be kind of weird because you'd still get... Because I'm used to any time I've had a soda that's room temperature, it's because it's already been open and been out for a bit. So oh, then yeah. you're just getting flat, usually an warm soda. Yeah. So I've, I don't think I've ever had, or at least can't remember, having like fizzy room temperature soda. Interesting. Well, huh? Mine my just got blown life. on that little conversation. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I don't drink soda anymore. I don't either. So I haven't had soda in years. I'll I don't have sips of it now and then. But I don't think that I'm probably gonna test that. Yeah. Let us know, guys. That'll be your, that'll be your job. We're gonna put you in charge of that. Everyone, yeah, just try some soda at room temperature and let us know what we're missing. Yeah, put it down in the comments. Let us know what's going on. If you really swear by it, we'll try. We'll it. have Adam try it. <laughs> I don't drink soda, but we'll have Adam try it. I could probably. Oh, speaking of soda, Ooh. that reminds me. Okay. Okay, so somebody told me about a coffee drink okay. that they usually order. Uh-huh. And I never heard of this, but I tried it, and it was actually really good. But I think you and a lot of people out there are going to think I'm crazy. Oh, no. So I can't remember the name of this drink. But he gets a Coca-Cola, a regular Coca-Cola, with squirts of vanilla, and I then two shots of espresso Ew. in it over ice. Huh? I had the same reaction. That sounds horrible. I had the same reaction. I was like, what the hell is that? I'm with you up till espresso. Right. And I love okay. espresso. So, and it's specific too. Like you have to pour the espresso really slowly in there because it can really start to foam oh, it's up. It's like a fucking chemistry experiment. It's like a whole thing, right? Oh my God. And then you have to, and then you ice it. It's an ice drink. So I tried this. I tried this drink. And it's actually pretty good. Really? Yeah. So it's weird. The Coca-Cola and the espresso almost cancel each other out. Or it just they, tastes like nothing. They, tastes like air. Not even nothing. Like <laughs> I, maybe maybe cancel each other out is the wrong term. Like it fuses and creates a new flavor. So you don't taste espresso. Oh. You don't taste taste Coca Cola. You taste whatever this new flavor is that's been cr- uh, created. And then, but it's not. But because of the espresso, it unsweetens the Coke in a way. Like it cancels out the sweetness. So the van- pumps of vanilla is in there to sweeten it up again. And it's actually really good. And it's like a crack drink, dude. It well, wakes you up. Way to tell the whole world about it, Adam. We could have probably trademarked that and done something with that. No, no, and now a million people. We get like a million views a day on no, this. No, no, it, it okay. already exists. Like it's already a drink that exists. It's like a hipster thing. Like you could go buy it in the store. I've never seen it. You can't buy it in the store. That could have been us. But I believe it is commonly ordered at coffee shops Jesus. and like different All right, guys. Bar. Well, have a good idea on us. You're welcome. If anyone <laughs> wants to take that and run with it, you could probably take starbucks out of business with it just take starbucks so. out of business 
I don't think nobody's going to take anybody out of business, but I do feel like it'd be cool if all of a sudden we just saw more people ordering it. Well, I think we will, actually. I think the whole reason why he knew about it is because it's like just the word is reaching down to other places. I'm I'm not totally convinced. So here's the thing. I trust you, but uh-huh. I don't believe you. You don't have to, but you should try. I didn't believe him either. I was like, okay, that just sounds like a you thing. But no, dude, it's it's a thing. People get to drink, and it's not bad. Well, you did invent and christen the uh, sugar shot. so mm, And those true. are fantastic. For anyone who doesn't know what a sugar shot is, um, any barista out there knows that you grind the espresso, and you put in this little fucking, what do you call it? A tamper? A little tamper. Tamp? Yeah, so it's this little metal thing. You stick it all the grounds in, and then you push down on it. So you make the grounds like a little hockey puck, and you stick it in the espresso machine. Hot water runs through it, right? So what Adam does, he invented, is he puts the grounds in there. Like and I'm how? sure there's going to be like 100 people who are like, <laughs> I've been doing this for years. This. Yeah. Ah. All right, well, Adam told me about it. He does about half the thing full of uh, grounds of coffee, and he'll take sugar, like sugar in the raw or white sugar or even stevia, and he'll put that on top of it. And then he'll put it in the espresso machine and let the water go through it. And they're sweet shots, guys. They're fantastic. Well, you have to sandwich it between the espresso. You put more espresso on top. So you do a little bit of espresso, then you do the sugar, and then you do more espresso, and then you tamp it. Oh, see, I just put the sugar on top when I tried it, and it turned out good. I mean, I'm assuming it probably works that way. That's just the way I've always done it. But yeah, they're they're nice little Uh, sugar shots. Yeah, they're really good. You can just drink them without any cream or anything. Still get the benefits of the espresso and... Yeah. Oh, it's they're good. I somebody taught that to me, and there's a lot of things, little things I've learned about coffee and stuff. We're not days. original, guys. We're not we original. We think we are. But, we're not. But if you want to think we're original, I mean, you can go ahead and keep thinking that. We really appreciate it. We do non-original things in an original way. In an original way, it's great. But uh, what is it that I wrote something down earlier? And oh, okay. This is this is a nice little weird topic thing to end on here. So, would you spend five years, five years at the in the International Space Station in space? Obviously, oh shit! For five million dollars. For five million dollars, I get paid for it too. Yeah, five years though, and you don't well, see any of that money until you come home, obviously. But wow! So, would I be an astronaut? Is what you're asking me. Well, I don't think... I feel like that's what astronauts do. But I don't think the current astronauts even stay up there for five years. No, five years is a long fucking yeah, time, I dude. Think I don't think anyone's done... I think someone just did a year not too long. Like, just yeah. finished a year in space. I think typically it's like eight months And I think he didn't come back quite the same. Like, brain-wise, fine, but I think his bones are fucked up and stuff. Yeah. But assuming that health-wise, you were able to... Let's say we had the technology, and uh-huh. you could have a healthy life in space for five years would i go visit in space close quarters in with, close quarters with cosmonauts and can i go astronauts. outside is there technology for me to go out of the space station and float around and yeah stuff? you could probably do a spacewalk spacewalk but i can't like shoot off to another star and come back i have to hang out around the yeah, space yeah yeah like with current technology this so, isn't like the future or anything <clears throat> okay let me address one thing before i answer this okay i'm terrified of space I'm absolutely That's what I wanted to ask. terrified <laughs> of outer space. I'm also very scared of the ocean. Okay? okay. They're just not my natural habitat. I don't understand them and I fear them. Okay. With that being said, I mean, it's such a rare opportunity, dude, that how would you live with yourself if, if you, you were like, no. So the five million dollars aside, okay, I would probably take that opportunity for free. Really? Even. I mean, I guess five years, you'd face your fears, right? You probably wouldn't be scared of space after that. Oh, in the first 10 minutes, I'm either going to have such an anxiety attack that I die (laughs) or I'm going to live through it and find out that it's not that bad and that I am strong and I can do it. Right. So other people have done it. Dude, it would be so fantastical. Like, just everything about space is fucking crazy. It it really is, dude. I five well, years away from the podcast would be rough. I would miss you guys. <laughs> we'll just do it via Skype with you in space. We'll be like, oh, we got Matthew here on the International Space Station coming oh, at you live. That would be badass. No, I would say that I wouldn't be able to sleep at night if I said no, but I would be terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, I would be hesitant. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I wouldn't want to train 
very hard. Uh, you for just kind it. of maybe like a days or yeah, days like training and then get shot up. I'm the guy who like looks at his lines like an hour before he has to shoot right and then gets the gist of it and just does it okay that's my personality okay, i don't know what type that is but that's what i am I re- as somebody who knows that you're afraid of space though i respect that answer thank you i think thank that's you. good I, yeah yeah well, i mean what about you dude what do you feel about it so i would do it in a heartbeat and i yeah. would also do it for free just because i love space oh you love it i yeah it's so space you guys one day we will have a podcast and Matt and I have had some crazy conversations. We can talk oh, about dude. space for hours. Adam has some pretty intense theories about space that we've actually looked into and they're they're plausible. Yeah, there's I I love astronomy, I love astrophysics, like like I'm somebody who is absolutely horrible. Like horrible at math like i count on my fingers for everything it could be two plus two i'm gonna use my fingers just to make sure okay (laughs) but when i took an astrophysics class or it wasn't specifically a physics class but you did like very beginning physics stuff in there i aced the class and i aced all the math stuff because i was applying it to something i love so like i just just to reaffirm that i love space but that will have to be a conversation for another time. And, I mean, let us know, guys. Is that something you want to hear about? You're going to hear about it either way. Yeah. But we want to know if you're excited or not. You'll like those ones, though. When we get into those ones, it, it makes for a good time. But uh, well, I think we're a little over an hour here, so we'll end oh, things wow. here. Oh, wow. How the time flies really when you're does, having fun. Man. But, oh, I don't um, want to end. So we'll just tell you, as always, make sure you hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel here. Uh, you can also be able to check this podcast out on uh, SoundCloud, which we should probably start telling people at the beginning of the podcast, but we'll do that next time. Um, we also want to remind everybody we have a GoFundMe going. It's www.gofundme.com slash hardly millennial. Uh, please don't misspell millennial. A lot of people do that. And... Uh, Remember, just throw some money in the jar if you're uh, willing and able to support us. And we promise to just keep delivering you this content and making it better for you guys. Yeah, guys. And again, we just want to say we are so thankful for you sticking with us and watching these. And uh, please, guys, just share it with your friends. You know, every single view, God forbid, every subscriber, it helps immensely, guys. Yeah. And we just can't thank you enough for the help. You you guys have, have been great. Thank you so much. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. And with that, we will see you on the next one, guys. Goodbye. Love you. Bye.